Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. The fight over the fate of a highly coveted mine in Bristol Bay, Alaska has raged on for decades. But on Monday, the Environmental Protection Agency effectively put an end to that fight. The EPA used a rare authority to veto the development of Pebble Mine, a proposed copper and gold mine in a remote region of southwest Alaska that's also home to the world's largest sockeye salmon fishery. Environmentalists and natives have said the mine would do irreparable harm to the salmon population. While mining interests have long wanted to extract billions of dollars in copper and gold deposits under the bay. So how did EPA get to this point? And how final is this decision? Today, Politico's Alex Guillen on those questions and more. It's Wednesday, February 1st. So Alex, the EPA effectively vetoed the development of Pebble Mine on Monday. So does this finally take the long-debated project off the table? Pretty much. I would definitely say this is a never-say-never situation. There is still potentially a very slim possibility here. The developer, Pebble Limited Partnership, is probably going to end up suing EPA. The state of Alaska might sue EPA. Technically, EPA's decision did leave the door open to some sort of smaller-scale mining in that region. But there are a few issues with that as well that don't make it entirely clear at this point whether that would be technically or economically feasible. It would have to depend on how much metal they might be able to extract from the ground potentially versus one of the big problems that tripped up Pebble, which was that they weren't able to ecologically offset the project, essentially. So again, never say never, but yes, this is very much a bit of a nail in the coffin. Gotcha. And then EPA used a rare authority to veto the mine right. So what was the rationale there? Right. So in this case, the permitting process went through the Army Corps of Engineers due to the fact that this involves federal waters. And of course, right at the tail end of the Trump administration, the Army Corps did deny the permits to the mine. But EPA has a special authority under the Clean Water Act, known as 404C, or or this veto authority, where it can review permits and, quote-unquote, veto them if it thinks that it's going to have adverse effects. It's something the agency has, has only done rarely. This is the 14th time EPA has done this in 50 years, and it's the fourth time, I believe, in the last 30 years that they've done it. So it's very rarely used. The rationale for this specific mine was they looked carefully at the area, and the problem is that building a giant surface open mine here was going to mean dredging and filling a lot of streams in the area, streams that are used by salmon to travel upstream and spawn. And so that was going to present significant threats to the salmon fishery in the Bristol Bay region, which is both a major commercial fishery, it's a major recreational fishery for sportsmen, And it's also important for subsistence purposes for many Native Alaskans who live in the area and rely on those fish for food. So EPA looked at all that and said, there's too many adverse effects here. This mine in this place can't happen. The administrator was trying to be very clear. They're not making any decisions about any other resource projects elsewhere in Alaska or anywhere else. This was a very project and geographic specific decision. Right. And to that point, I mean, this is a unique mining project in a lot of ways. And one of them is the politics. We know both the Trump and Biden administrations rejected it. So remind us how and why this particular mine kind of cut across partisan lines. Yeah, I know we've gotten used to mining being kind of a partisan issue 
particularly coal mining, for example. But for a few reasons, this mine has been a little unusual and created some different sides here. For one, it's not a coal mine. It would be a metal mine, specifically copper, which of course is hugely important in lots of technological applications at this point, as well as silver, molybdenum, some other stuff. And so that's one key difference. The other one is this is in basically a a pretty pristine area of Alaska. So you did get quite a lot of people concerned about developing that that area, including locals. And and this cut across, too, to some Republicans, uh, Senator Murkowski, Senator Sullivan, both wanted the company to have the right to go through the permitting process. But they did ultimately, at the end of the day, both say, this isn't the right mine for in the right place. And they ultimately opposed the project. So it does end up creating some unusual alliances that you don't always see in the mining industry at this point. That's what's made it so contentious and given it so much, I don't know, joie de vivre. Gotcha. And so what's been the reaction to this decision, both from opponents, you know, how confident are they that this is really the end of Pebble Mine? And then also from the developer who looks like put out a pretty kind of dramatic statement on what this decision says about the administration's commitment to the energy transition. Yeah, I would say this is not the last we've heard from the developer. I would expect some sort of legal action over this. I believe investors have put at least a billion dollars into this project to date. And that sounds like a lot. The The load they were wanting to tap into was supposed to be worth somewhere like $500 billion. So you can see why this is such a big push for this. It's not entirely clear at this point, you know, how successful that may or may not be. This is, again, something that has happened only rarely, and it relies heavily on specific facts and how EPA dotted its I's and crossed its T's. So certainly the Biden administration, like the Trump administration, knew that this was a high-profile and contentious project, and they put in a lot of work on this to try and back up this decision. Otherwise, it's been a good number of cheers from environmentalists who opposed it, local tribes that opposed it, fishermen who opposed it. Also, you know, like I mentioned, from some people you wouldn't normally expect, like Senator Murkowski. She put out a statement supportive of this decision and also clarifying that, yeah, you know, this doesn't apply to any other mine, any other project elsewhere in Alaska or anywhere else in America. And it's time to speed up mine permitting everywhere else. And this is a sort of one-time thing. But yeah, definitely some interesting reactions out of this uh, news. Also, ExxonMobil warned on Tuesday that fuel prices in the United States and Europe would rise this year and remain elevated into 2024. The company's CEO said a combination of factors will combine to put a strain on a fuel supply. Those include upcoming sanctions on Russian fuel exports set for early February, China's lifting of pandemic-related economic restrictions, and the resilience of U.S. consumer demand despite recession fears. Gasoline prices have already shot up more than 30 cents from a month ago as U.S. refineries come offline for routine maintenance after running nearly flat out for much of last year. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power switch and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. Chevron is developing renewable diesel made with biofeedstock that can help reduce the life cycle carbon emissions of heavy-duty transport fuels today. Learn more at chevron.com.